bomb, I think. Now I'm going to see if I can record and edit all at the same time while you guys are talking. I'm going to edit. We'll see how that goes. So when I made Tyler in my account, I mm-hmm. was hoping it would read the whole thing and and not just... Uh, he's, he's already in season three of Spongebob. <laughs> yeah. Season three, episode yeah. 13. <laughs> and I think he... Oh, wait, maybe that was me. I think I added rocket power to the list. Top sluts. There he is. Meaning I don't I don't think your mic is set up properly or Skype is not on your mic. I just I just checked it. It does sound like you are coming through like a headset or something, but he's talking tap it. Uh Mac, do you still listen to uh real friends, fake doctors, Zach and Zach and Donald Zach and Donald? Da-dum-dum. Is a better. I haven't in a long time. Yeah, I I just started re-listening to it, right? Picking up from where I left off. And I found something interesting. And I know for a fact Tyler does this. Tyler, you use a washcloth in the shower, don't you? No. Oh, you don't? Oh, that was a loofah. Oh, okay. Well, Mac, what do you use a loofah or a washcloth? I froze for that whole thing. I don't know what anything just happened. All I heard was, Mac, do you use a loofah? Do you use a loofah or a washcloth in the shower? No. See? Okay, it's a white people thing. So so Donald Faison, okay, I used came out and said, you know, black people use washcloths in the shower, and he's amazed that white people don't do it because Zach Braff well, doesn't use it. If it's a bar of soap, I use a washcloth. But if it's body wash, I don't see the need for a wa- um, right. washcloth. Right. So okay. So Bro, white people. You just rubbing. You, you gotta <laughs> think. You need some friction to get the fucking dirt off, bro. That around <laughs> with soap. I'm gonna go back to that episode word for word. What Tyler just said is what Donald said to Zach when he said, "I don't use a washcloth." He's like, "That's how you get friction. You need the friction." This is awesome because I I've been listening to it for the past couple days. And like I feel, I gotta know, I gotta know if it's a white people thing. Listeners, join us in the Zach Braff Donald Faison discussion. I want to know: Do you use a loofah, washcloth, or your hands 
to wash your body. If you say hands, I'm going to judge you. <laughs> filthy, filthy, <laughs> filthy. Dude, yeah, Tyler. You, you disgust me. You gotta listen to their podcast because you love Scrubs as much as we do. So you'd love their podcast. I haven't watched Scrubs probably since you and I lived together. Really? Mm-hmm. I started rewatching it again for like the ten billionth time because there's only so much of it's always sunny I can go through, you know, before I start saying every line in my sleep, which starts to happen when I'm laying down sleeping. I'll hear. I'll hear Dennis say something. I go, hey, I know it's coming next. Then I'll just mouth along with it until I fall asleep. Tyler's pick next. Yes, because I my the last pick, I think, was my pick, which was 28 Days. So now it's Max's pick. Well, Max's pick was The Conjuring. And then the it'll be... did we do that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that was before all the new movies started to hit. Holy so we had to put it on the shit. back burner. Yeah. So technically, it's your pick again. Tyler. That came out in June. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the middle of August. <laughs> By the time you hear this, mid late August. It'll probably be September. Dude, the Conjuring <laughs> Four will be coming out. <laughs> We're almost done with every release of um, of Warner Bros. We've got four left. You know, I remember trying to watch porn in the middle of the night on dial-up, just at the family's desktop. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning to watch Girls Gone Wild and taking pictures with my flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you know, you'd, you'd wait till everybody's asleep, and then you turn on the, the wiggle channel, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, oh, I saw a booby. And, you know, you just wait for it to, like, kind of unwiggle itself and then you'll see some more porn and it's like all right hbo do you mean like static because you're saying it wasn't static it wasn't static it was like wiggle like wavy wiggle lines yeah you must must not have growing up the only channel that i had access to that i actually enjoyed was the cw which is why i got so into supernatural Mm. And uh, the WB, which yeah, no. is Saturday morning oh, cartoons. <laughs> Mine's, I think mine, mine was. Uh, I actually have something to add what Tyler said. So give me what? a second. Take smaller bites, fam. God damn. You'd be like extending your jaw every time you chew. <laughs> Don't tell me how to edit. <laughs> Still does exactly what we say. I remember for a while there, we didn't have, like, cable. We just had the local channels, you know? So it was, like, we had 12 channels. Yeah. And so we had, like, Fox and CBS. So we had, like, all the primetime shows during the week. And the last one was the CW. So, yeah. Supernatural! Yeah. Yep. And one of my mom's shows, I don't remember what it was, would come on at the same exact time. And every TV in our house was connected to the same cable box. So whatever was playing in the living room would play in all of the other rooms. <laughs> Jesus. So, I don't so know we, that. Would, we would get in like knockdown, drag out fight. It was, it was not at the same time as CSI for a while because that was when it first came out Thursday nights. 
And then it was on at the same time as House on Tuesday nights at nine. Maybe that's what my mom watched was was House. I don't know, but it, I mean, white white people watched House and CSI a lot. We would literally argue. I'd be like, "Mom, I'm watching the fucking Supernatural. It comes on <laughs> once a week." Fuck you, you no nipple have it, bitch. I was like, "It comes on once a week. We can't record it, and they don't really do reruns during they don't. my free time." They didn't. They didn't do reruns until like a few years ago. I feel like, well, maybe like five years ago when they started doing it on like USA during the day. Yeah, but they would do reruns of House like all the fucking time. When I was young, you want to know what my morning routine was? I would get up, watch Dragon Tales, followed by Cyber Chase. Oh my god! Dragon and then Tales. I and then I would go shower. By the time I was shower, I wish I ready. may. I wish I might <laughs> fly with dragons in a land of might or something. Why? I wish I that. wish with all my heart. My heart. I That's would dragon. I would dragon in a land of heart. <laughs> and, and, and then when I got out of the shower, finished getting ready, waiting for the bus, Clifford the red, be- Clifford the red, <laughs> red big dog. Clifford big red the dog. big red dog. There we go. Not red right big. <laughs> red Clifford big came on. And I would watch that. Clifford Dog Big character. <laughs> Me go, mom, volume loud. Me like loud. Oh, and um, uh, Between the Lions. I don't know if you Between ever heard the Lions. Yeah, yeah. My little brother used to watch that. And I, I was like, just at that age where I was like, yeah, this, I could, that fucks with this. It's like, I'm going to fuck with this, but privately. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't watch this show. Oh, this song <laughs> As so dope, Between the Lions. Dude, that theme song slaps. <laughs> <laughs> it straight up does. Hold on. When I was really young, I used to watch in the mornings. Uh, Gargoyles was my shit. Yeah. Animated. Rugrats. Dragon Ball Z. When you say anime. Dragon Ball Z. But that was later on. And then I, I started watching like Rocket Power, Cat Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Dexter's Laboratory, fucking Curse Cowardly Dog, like OG Cartoon Network. Yeah. Good shit, dude. Before we moved out into the middle of fucking nowhere, Indiana, bumfuck Indiana, people okay. used to say I looked like number one. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean used to? <laughs> so what's Mike like? What is it number two or number four? The fat one? <laughs> Isn't it four? <laughs> or is it two? Two number two. Hey number two. Ah, there's a scrub reference for you. Zaboomafu. Ah. Yeah, Zaboomafu. <laughs> and then what's the Zaboomafu? Oh. <laughs> What's the Zabuma food? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. We're talking about shows we liked as children. Uh, Mike's like Michael Myers. Um, no, I did not. Actually, I, I did not like horror as a kid. And then he, he suffered very tragic incidents and turned into a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> I went from watching Spongebob and, and, and 
you know, like Disney Channel, yeah. Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network kind of stuff to uh, <laughs> gore. Get I wonder if this works. Gore. Hey, Google, play some sexy music. Ladies and gentlemen, your sponsors today. Can you hear the music? Oh, we hear the music louder than we hear you. It's like very. I said sexy music. They got like a river running in the background. Like, get, get, that's a great idea. Get some sexy music. Get like different music every episode just to say sponsors through. So you can hear it. Oh, yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. Dude, shut the fuck up. What are you doing? They're, they're blind, not deaf. Sorry, 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 sorry. In a. Quieter. In a. Quieter. In a world where you have to be completely silent because blind things will fucking kill you because they can hear everything. You have. Shut up! You have three best friends still providing you your weekly entertainment. This week we discuss a quiet place. Part two. 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 Um, I suggest listening to this on a lower level unless you want to die. Enjoy the podcast. Oh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do the sponsors, dude. What are you saying to me? I just want to hear the sponsors. Well, I'm trying to do that, but you keep interrupting me. Yeah, I just say it. Okay, well, you want to do it together or you want to do it by ourselves? Okay, let's go together. All right. My sexy listeners, I'm here to tell you who your sexy sponsors are. First sponsor is Loner Gaming. Give his sexy ass to follow. www.facebook.com backslash loner gaming. He's really good at video games. And I hear you're really good in the sack. Your second sponsor today. The.ardest on Instagram. Amazing artist. Nope. Can't say that. Next thought. Amazing artist. That's how, that's just where I'm going to stop. And of course, your biggest sponsor of all, ladies and gentlemen, the love of Mike's dear, 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 dear mother. I love you. Your hosts today are myself, Lil Mint, aka Tyler. My shit. I'm Mitch, and I'm a, I'm a nerd. Look at me, right in my lazy eye. I am a nerd. And I'm Mike, and I can't ignore the cheese. Oh, oh my God! God. What, is that? what was that? Is that cheese? Have you eaten cheese? How much cheese have you eaten today? How much cheese is too much cheese? Any amount of cheese is too much cheese. I had a lot of cheese. I had a block of cheese. Okay. Let's get started, boys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Why? Why'd the music start to pick up at my mother's name? Hey, give give me three minutes. I gotta go deal with an unruly child.
Synopsis. Do you want to do the synopsis with me, Tyler? No. Say synopsis. No. Say it. Here's the plot. I hate you. <laughs> oh, you have to be- All right. So we start out with what? What company is this? Is Paramount, Your right? Whole plot is walking. <laughs> This whole movie is going to take like 30 minutes for us to get through, I swear to God, because there's nothing to like discuss people talking about shit. Right. Yeah, it's paramount. Okay, so we actually get a cool flashback to start this off. It's actually day one in the small little town. We see John Krasinski's character, whose name, insert name here. Lee. 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 Uh, John Krasinski's character, Lee, is going into this small shop, and we see the shop owner. He's watching TV, and you see some news shit about the invasion of big cities, and, you know, they don't really give a fuck because they're in a little town. They're like, so he goes in, and he he grabs some fruit. I love this part because there's this little old woman in front of him, and it looks like she's counting pennies to pay. And Lee just looks at the guy behind the register who clearly owns the place, and is like, hey, man, I got to go. And the guy's like, yeah, go ahead. So that's how small of a town it is. He knows, you know, I'll get you back later. Lee locks his truck. He keeps his truck there. He walks down the street to a baseball game where his wife is there with their youngest son. And isn't it Evelyn? I don't care. Michael. I think it's Evelyn. So it's M- Emily Blunt. Evelyn. And uh, OK, <laughs> it's Evelyn Blunt. Their son, their middle son, he's about to go up and play. Baseball, he's about to, you know, have his at-bat, and you can tell he's nervous. He's like, I don't Lee goes over, sits next to his daughter, and we see behind him uh, Cillian Murphy, and, you know, we all know that he's going to be a main character. Oh, one little thing you need to know about the talking here is that Cillian Murphy learns that the sign for dive is, you know, literally, it's like dive. That's the one piece of information that you need to know from this little conversation. And then there's a really, really cool part where everyone just like starts staring up at the sky and you see this dope ass shit coming through a cloud and everyone's like, <laughs> end of day, day, everyone at that point is like, mm, time to go. So Regan, what's the middle son's name? Marcus. Let me look at IMDb. Is the son? Okay. Emmett is Cillian Murphy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Leon takes, oh my God, it, it's. He definitely says it's. Dude, fuck Murphy. it. He's got a weird name. It shit's gonna happen. People are gonna say your name weird. You can't get mad when people say your name weird when you have a fucking name like Cillian or Gillian. I digress. Lee takes the deaf girl Reagan, his daughter, and Marcus goes with Evelyn in their car, and people are running. They get into their truck. Truck won't start cop pulls up lee gets out and he's like yo dude what's going on and what's cool throughout this movie is that it will cut it'll transition to reagan's perspective and she is deaf so it will drown out all the sound in a very unique way it's not completely drowned out while lee is talking to the cop my fucking hits the car and he's like oh fuck and he runs back to his truck and he's he's like we gotta go and then it cuts to Evelyn in her car. And this is a fucking awesome shot. They're driving through the town. Everything's going crazy. And then from like a one shot, you see this bus coming. And then she hits her brakes and starts backing up. And the bus is still coming. And it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, don't fucking get hit by the bus. They don't. But they do crash. Marcus has a little blood on his head. Lee and his daughter, Reagan dive into this bar. And everyone's being quiet. 
they I, I don't know if Lee was kind of assuming they were blind at this point and like to be quiet. But they're all being quiet in there until someone's phone rings. Shit comes through the window, starts attacking everything. All of the cinematography in this was really fucking cool with all the running and shit. I really like the shots, especially, I don't know, though. even this little shot in the bar where him and his daughter were running and everything's happening in the background. The way that shot was done was just really cool. Yeah, I don't know the, what it was about The it. cinematography in general, pretty yeah. solid. The thing is in the bar now. It's fucking people up. He grabs his daughter, runs out the back, and that's when we see that his wife and his two sons got out of the car, and they're hiding behind the flipped-over cop car. Lee runs over. Uh, the cops start shooting at the thing. And then fucking awesome fucking transition. We see Marcus as the monster thing is like right there attacking the cop, like covering his ears all intense, like holy fucking shit, because he's just a kid. And then it transitions to the end of A Quiet Place, where he's doing the same shit hiding. This movie starts off exactly where the last one ended, which is awesome. Um, Evelyn, Marcus, Reagan, and the little baby are leaving. Reagan goes down to the basement and grabs like a radio thing and unplugs, or she clips the cord, and I think it's battery-operated at this point. So it's like a travel thing. It's for her little, you know, uh, I don't want to say earmuff, uh, hearing aid thing that fucks with the aliens. You remember from the first one? Cutting back to Evelyn, she's in the basement where that got all flooded, and she's looking for the baby crate with the oxygen. She finds that. She looks for any other supplies. Then outside, Reagan is on top of the, the silo, and she's lighting her signal fire, and she has the map that her dad made marking all the other places that were signaling and marking off the ones with an X that no longer signal anymore, and there's one left. And it lights its signal, and they go there. They decide there's nothing left for us here. We're going to go ahead and go there. So they're walking. They're on the sand, and they're walking. Then they reach the end of the sand, and they stop walking. And they kind of go, well, we have to keep walking. So they keep walking. (laughs) And then then they get to a field, and there's some train tracks, and uh, you guessed it. (laughs) They walk on them. (laughs) They walk. Through a tunnel, they walk on the train tracks some more. You know, they're walking to keep quiet on the train tracks so they're not crunching on any leaves or anything, even though there's no leaves around. It's just grass. They end up at the train yard. They walk there. They walk through the fence. She kind of gets snagged on it, and you're like, oh, my God, someone's going to get snagged on the fence, and it's going to make a lot of noise, and it's going to be really bad. No, but they all just walk through it. And then we see someone's... You know, crosshairs and someone's aiming a gun at them. And it's like, why Why do people got to be assholes when shit hits the fan? I have an answer. Uh, they end up... Uh, what? Um, because we're all assholes all the time. Okay, that was really worth interrupting me. It was. You wanted an answer. I it was rhetorical. As they're walking through this train yard, at, I, they go through the fence... They hit a tripwire that it, that was cans dropping. They start running, and as they're running, Marcus gets ahead of them, which was a mistake because he lands right in a fucking bear trap, and 
this kid deserves a fucking Academy Award for doing this shit because I'll talk about the scene later in more in depth. But this scene was so fucking great with him seeing what happened and then realizing it and then feeling the pain and then screaming. Great performance. He can't be quiet. And I was expecting this to be like every other bullshit movie. It's like, oh, it hurts. I got shot in the stomach, but I have to be quiet. So it's like, <gasps> when in reality, you'd be like, <laughs> I don't care if we all find this hurt. <laughs> but you know what's really what he was doing. Well, what's funny about that is like the entire time he was screaming like that, it's like, shut the fuck up. Why can't you be like everybody else in another movie? Shut the fucks up. Like the one time. <laughs> I was thinking that too, but I was also like, this is real. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's funny how it works, man. The acting of that boy, though, he really looked like he was in agony. He, he sold it, yeah. And they're all like, oh my god, we're fucked because here comes Mr. Long-Armed fucking... <laughs> I ain't got no eyes, but I got a lot of ears, and they're really sensitive. And I can hear you. I, I hear you over there with your little... Changles and your little keychains. I hear your walkings. You may be bare feet, but there's leaves and there's grasses, and I got super sensitive ears. So, anyway, they run in, uh, towards the building. They <laughs> couldn't hold it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, they 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 run into the building, and uh. As they're running in, this dude who's covering his face. We all in the audience know who it is. It's Emmett, Killian, Cillian, Million, Murphy. And he he grabs Evelyn's mouth and he's like, shh. Because right behind them inside is another fucking thing. Or maybe it's the same one. It doesn't matter. It's a big ass alien thing. It's like, I'm listening for you. They run through the factory area. Eventually, they get to like this. It looks like a big factory type drum that busted through the floor or some shit. It's like a, a slide that leads to this little underground room with a big soundproof oven, like furnace in it. And they use a towel to block the, uh, the latch so it doesn't lock them in permanently. And they all hide in there and it's quiet. And then there's conversations and this is where emily or evelyn is like i know who you are and emmett's like you can't stay here i don't have enough food to help you guys and evelyn's like but you were friends with lee don't fuck him over this is his baby and then when she says baby emmett's like well fuck i can't kill a baby inside the furnace is just marcus with his mother and Emmett hands her a bottle of vodka. And I was really expecting her to be like, here, take a swig of this first. And she didn't. She just said, here we go. And poured it all over his wound. And amazing fucking acting again. This kid is so fucking great. He screams. Clearly, that shit hurts like a motherfucker. Then outside, he's laying down. He's covered. He's, you know, he's rough. It, it, that shit hurt. Deaf girl's talking to, or Reagan's talking to... Emmett about not really talking. But Reagan puts some headphones on uh, Marcus. I keep forgetting their fucking names. As Evelyn and uh, Emmett are talking. Emmett's explaining his story and how he got there. Okay, so my section ends with 
Marcus hearing a song on the radio being broadcast, and it's uh, something with water. Somewhere in the sea. It's that song that you just heard that Mike inserted with his edit. That was the one. That's what he hears. So I started my notes at 38 minutes. <laughs> so, so then Evelyn listens to the song and she's like, how come we didn't hear this before? And Reagan's like, yeah, dad would have heard this shit. <laughs> and Emmett's like, well, it's the valley. We didn't hear it until we left the valley either. And Reagan gets like super defensive for some reason at this. And she's like, no, fuck you. You ain't shit. My dad's the best. Like, I get why. Like, her dad literally just died sacrificing himself to save them. So I take it back. Reagan wakes up Marcus in the middle of the night by doing what every cliche person does in a movie by covering his mouth and saying, don't scream. It's just me. Where if you just like shook someone gently awake, I don't think they'd be like, ah! She says, hey, let's go into the furnace thing. They go in there and she sets a timer. Oh, it's beyond the sea. Dun, 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 and she's like, that's a clue. Don't you think it's beyond the sea? And she's like, I, I looked up the, uh, the radio frequency and found out that it's at this island. And I'm going to go there. And her brother is like, don't. And she's like, but I have to. And he goes, I'm going to tell mom. That's actually what he says. He says, I'm going to tell on you if you go. And he's saying that because he doesn't want to lose her. He's, you know, he just lost his dad. He lost his little brother earlier in the first movie. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to lose her. But she goes. She goes ahead and goes. And he wakes up the next morning with a note saying something on it, which implies that she left. And we see that she left and she's heading into the tunnel. And Evelyn gives the note to Emmett and is like, bitch, go find my daughter because you and Lee were friends. And he would say that his daughter is a person, a person worth saving. So Reagan walks for a long time. Uh, then she gets on a train. There are dead bodies. Flock of birds jump scare. Uh, she finds a first aid kit. Uh, dead body jump scare. Then the monster shows up and... She starts playing music or that little nasty sound that they hate and shoots it, but it doesn't kill it. Starts crawling towards her. She basically goes, she's like, fuck, I'm dead. Uh, Emmett saves the day, shows up. Emmett is all, I'm taking you home. <clears throat> Reagan, last night in the movie time, uh, told good old Emmett her plan, like she needs to get to that, that island to save them. Yeah, so she wakes up in a panic. She can't find anything. Emmett's not around and all her stuff is gone, so she's crying. Psych! Emmett is there now. Uh, says he found a boat uh, to get to the island. Evelyn leaves the bunker and the baby. Marcus is all, no, don't go. Everyone is walking now. Evelyn visits where her son died. In the first movie, Emmett and Reagan see boats. Marcus is with the baby. Uh, he leaves the baby in the soundproofer. Uh, also, it's low on oxygen. Uh, where, like, Marcus is just like leaving. Who knows where he's going at this point? I said he's irresponsible. Uh, Mama's in the pharmacy getting meds and shit for Marcus. 
who's supposed to be watching the baby. Uh, basically, now it's just like shots going back and forth. Basically, who's going to make the make noise first? Because you know, shit about to pop off. You just don't know where yet. Uh, Emma and Rayan are now at the the boat docks. Uh, you see a flash of somebody running behind them. Marcus is looking out the window with binoculars to see if he can see anything. Uh, Emmett now finds a child. Uh, but this child is a fucking psychopath, puts a rope around his neck, and takes off. A uh, whole lot of people start coming out the woodworks, out of their boats and shit. Marcus made a... Uh, Marcus made a noise. Uh, so now he's got to get back in the bunker. So he runs into the bunker. Uh, that creature says, fuck your bunker, and breaks into it. So he locks himself in the in the damn... Whatchamacallit. So the boat people are crazy. The baby got no oxygen. Uh, mama mama heard the ruckus of that creature breaking into the bunker, so she starts running. Uh, boat people are like, I'm taking you, Reagan. They don't say that because they can't talk because they would die. And at this point, Emmett is like wrapped up in bells and shit, so if he moves, he knows he's fucked, basically. Mama gets back to the bunker, and she shoots a gun to distract the creature from her children. Uh, baby and Marcus got no oxygen, man. They like, they... Suffocation, no breathing. Uh, boat people take Reagan away, or at least they start to. Uh, Emmett's all making the dive sign language sign, which is, if you paid attention to the beginning of a movie, uh, it's a callback. Uh, so Mama shoots an oxygen tank to try to blow the creature up. That shit did not work. Emmett makes noise, uh, and Monster starts fucking them boat people up. Uh, they dive into the water. Uh, back with Mama, the creature's not blown up, but can't hear well because the sprinklers are going off. Uh, Emmett is getting choked in the water from when he dove in there. Uh, Marcus passed out in his little hideaway thing because uh, he locked himself in. Uh, creature jumps into the water to try to get Emmett, and I said, ha, 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 can't swim, stupid. Uh, I just, sorry, that part, when it jumped into the water, I was like, I can't think of a worse fucking hell. Just knowing that that thing is behind you, not right. knowing right away that it can't swim. Right. Like, I am so fucked. <laughs> yeah. They boated to the island of music. Uh, and basically, they get there and everything's normal. Like, like nothing ain't been happening to them because those bitches can't swim. So they safe over there for now. How did they get on the island like when they got there? How did they do that? They, they were on a boat. How the fuck did they steer the boat to the island? Like, I mean, it sailboat. Floated there. Time. It, it floated that way. And yeah, I mean, Max there probably were that right. many probably... of them on one boat. Oh, you mean the there other two... people on the island? What are you talking island? about? On the uh, island. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, remember the whole Coast Guard thing? There were two boats that got away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the 12. Okay. Well, I, did you. Well, I, I ended up bringing up that. Okay, so it's my turn now, right? Yeah. Holy shit, we're not even at an hour yet. I was so engrossed with this movie that I forgot to take notes the first time around. <laughs> I had to go back. 
So hopefully I'm detailed and I didn't just try and paraphrase everything that I was seeing. I mean, there's not much detail, but all right. So now, uh, yeah, Emmett and Regan, they're on the island and they're like, damn, these people been living life. And now uh, Emmett's talking to side character number one, known only as Man on Island. But you would recognize him from many films such as... He's a phenomenal actor. He's been in Blood Diamond alongside Leonardo DiCaprio, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Tarzan movie. He's Oh, he's featured in What If? Oh, yeah, because of his character. Uh, Invincible, Shazam. Damn, this dude in DC too? Yeah, Aquaman, Shazam. King Awful. Okay, you're right, right, right. So he's talking to that guy who's a great actor, but he's only given the name Man on Island. And he starts telling Emmett that everyone was on the island to save and that once once they knew the aliens couldn't swim, the Coast Guard said, get up on this train and maybe... No, I'm going to take that. That was a terrible joke. Uh, the Coast Guard said, we need to get up uh, out of here. And they had 12 boats and people started freaking the fuck out and only two of the boats made it. And now they're at this island. Emmett then has a heart-to-heart with Regan. She's by the beach. And, and you know, he's like, yeah, your dad was strong. Um, you're strong like your father. And he's like, you're right. I'm not strong. And you can see that took a, a – she took that as a compliment. And, you know, her because her dad's being – listen, I just watched – I'm going to get – no, I'm not doing this right now. All I can say is it's a beautiful moment. Uh, Emmett stands at the beach holding a picture of his son. Uh, oh, this is the next day, by the way. So, what the hell are you doing? Get up! What was I talking about? Right, so it's the next day, and Emmett is uh, at the beach. He's holding a, a picture of his son that he drew or his wife drew. And, and, and furthermore, um, we got no answer to why his wife's dead decomposing body is upstairs. I thought he was going to be a serial killer or something. Anyways, that picture, right? And uh, he hears this noise from the shore and goes to the other end of the beach and sees the um, police boat that was holding that alien floated to shore. And now we get that shot from the trailer. With, Everybody, inside. So, right, he's yelling at the town. Tell him to get back inside. A whole town's outside. They're enjoying their life. They're like, hey, can't take me down, Jesus. And God says, bitch, I'm going to get you one way or another. He throws an alien there. And if you're religious, you'll believe that. And if you're not, and you're like, that was a funny joke. And I'm like, you're right. later, God will cut you down. <laughs> <laughs> you Every can time run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. If you think about it, this is the one movie where that song works perfectly. The alien starts attacking the entire town. He's like, killing everybody. And and that's when Man on Island and um, Emmett hide uh, these two kids. Uh, Emmett saves one kid who looked like his son from being killed. And then, which I assume is out of guilt, because before he was just about himself. So either that's just character development which it definitely is but or it was because the kid looked like his son either way he saves this kid so now this kid and then man on islands kid uh safe and they get in a car and regan gets in the car with him Uh, but man on island just starts hitting a fucking horn and like taking the alien with them which i see why he did it but at the same time thinking from that perspective like you're an idiot dude 
You just lured the alien to the people who are trying to help you. And if they would have just been able to do their job, you'd still be alive, bitch. So that brings me to my next point. They get all the way to the to the radio station and they, you know, uh, they get inside and uh, the alien didn't follow him. So, you know, man on the island's like, hey, man, I have to get back to my kid. And Emmett's like, no, don't be stupid. The alien's still out there. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't hear ah! You know, he gets stabbed in the back and then taken underneath the door, much like in the movie The Mist. You know, you guys know, you know. Listeners, you know. If you watch movies like us, you know. Uh, they get inside the radio station. And meanwhile, during this, uh, Evelyn is trying to take care of her kid and uh, both her kids. And another alien shows up and she's like, oh, shit. And now both parties are in a fight for their lives because now Emmett and Regan are being hunted by the alien that went to the radio station. And Evelyn, Marcus, and the Bebe is being hunted by another alien. And they jump inside the little tube thing, which they were in, but she couldn't shut the door in time. So now the alien's got the door open, and he's trying to hock away at them. But, you know, he's too big to get into the uh, whatever that thing is. I really don't know what it is. It's like something to do with coal or something. I don't know. Part of train station. And now... Uh, Emmett and Regan are climbing away through the radio station being hunted. And now they're trapped inside the radio station because the alien sees them. You know, uh, this is when this is when Regan has had about enough. And uh, it's right as Evelyn and the kids are about to get taken. And now Emmett is, is the alien attacked him, but only got his legs. Now he's about to die. He's like, I'm accepting my fate. And uh, Evelyn um, Regan's like, fuck this shit you know like that viral video that that always never mind regan's like no fuck this you're all gonna die and she slaps the on-air sign so now the music's coming through somewhere beyond the sea somewhere waiting for me now she flips the other on-air sign to the microphone inside the studio and slaps that uh, hearing aid up against it and creates those interfering sound waves and now you get the sound of tinnitus with a little hint of flare and flavor to it but that's basically what tinnitus sounds like and it's horrible and it never stops and just gets worse at night anyways <laughs> you need like to that. vent about something, something else yeah, yeah like my tinnitus sucks and it takes me forever to sleep because of it i mean that's kind of I mean, white I know what help. it is. <laughs> Saying, okay, so now the aliens like, <laughs> you know, and the other aliens trying to eat Evelyn and the kids. They don't hear it because Marcus, which I don't know, has been said throughout this. He's been having that radio that Reagan put together and has had headphones on the whole time, and now he hears it and he's like, "Oh my god!" and rips the headphones off and he goes oh yeah that's right so then he unhooks the headphones and now he's using the radio and that's fucking up their aliens now both aliens are like (laughs) you know and uh then uh she like cranks up the tunes dude and uh puts it up to like a thousand and um like i was waiting for the heads to explode at this point uh but they both, at the same time, Marcus grabs the revolver from the table as he's backing the alien into a corner. And Regan grabs this um, light pole and uh, as her alien's getting back into a corner. And now the kids are protecting the adults. Tables have turned. And uh, so at the same time as the aliens are spazzing out, both um, Regan 
and Marcus are about to kill their aliens. When it's a cool shot, Regan screams and hacks into the alien's head. Well, at the same time she screams and hacks, the gunshot from Marcus is heard. But we only see Regan kill her alien. And then we see we cut now to Marcus's alien's head blown off and falls to the ground. I mean, that was that that was the movie. Everyone's safe and we're off to part three. That's not even written or directed by John Krasinski. I have no idea. He's not even writing it. It he all he's doing is producing yeah. the third one. Probably is a studio interference. No, I mean he wrote and directed the first two. Right, but if the studio paid for so three much. of them, yeah. But if studio paid to have three movies, I'm just saying if I wrote and directed two movies, I'd be like somebody else can handle the third one. I'm good. Hell no. I'm going to do all turnaround time, dude. He wrote and directed two movies in this time of like virus. I wouldn't want them to ruin my franchise. That would be, yeah, that would be my fear too. You'd have have somebody you really trust. Yeah, but you know, we've seen movies like that where they're producers and then the sequel is garbage because it doesn't have their flair. It doesn't have their um, feel. It doesn't have anything. It, it's like, oh, yeah, this was definitely directed by the guy who did Barney back in the 90s. Like, that kind of a... I don't know why you're complaining about a movie that hasn't even been started being written Because yet. I'm worried about it. Okay. I'm very worried. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> I love these movies. <laughs> my, my, you would be like the worst studio executive. Be like, oh, yeah, you want a third one? Who's writing it? It's John, right? No, nope. It's a nope. Fails. Nope. <laughs> like what? It's still got a good writer and director attached. No, 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 no. <laughs> it doesn't have the same grip. I want the same grip. I want him. I want Milton. Who's Milton? You know who Milton is. He died. He's been with us the whole time. <laughs> that, I was. Re- I feel like I, I would know if I met a guy named Milton. <laughs> I mean, have you guys my seen favorite birds the whole movie. movie. I I started. I watched like half of it. Is it good? Which movie? I watched half of it. Well, I what? didn't know you got busy. No, I got bored. No, what are we talking about? I mean, you may like it. Birds of Prey. <laughs> How do you know? Oh, no, Birds of Prey is fucking terrible. I, I did finish it, but it was only in respect of Ewan McGregor and uh, uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, I had to rewind it. Cause <laughs> Who is echoing? It might be me, 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 me. Huh. Yeah. Ah! yourself. No, Tyler, keep yourself. Now we're both muted. No, don't unmute, bitch. Okay, okay Mike. Ah! You know what? Fuck it. We're moving on. We're not going to do this all night. What did I think of this movie? I love this movie. Um, and as it turns out, audience, uh, I did, as as Tyler and Matt can attest to, I did text them and go, um, I think I thought I watched this movie because I watched The Kill Count on Dead Meat with James A. Janice on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, I was wrong. 
I did not watch the first Quiet Place. I must have watched The Kill Count and just remembered it all so well that it felt like I watched the movie. Because I started watching and I was like, oh shit, I don't think I watched this fucking movie. Uh, but as predicted, I still cried like a goddamn baby when John gave up his uh, his life. Now to the sequel. Now, because I, I literally watched A Quiet Place and then as soon as it ended, I went right into A Quiet Place too. So it just seemed like one giant movie to me. Uh, which was kind of cool. Um, I don't know if that add to the enjoyment factor, but it might have. Uh, after watching the first one and then the second one back to back, I feel like a, a long period of time without it, um, without seeing them back to back so quickly, you might have hated the fact that I think John wanted to go bigger and he decided to put more sound in it, like louder sound. So it's not so... Because in the first one, you would get jump-scared by a sound, which is awesome. And then the uh, second one, it was a lot louder. And not, uh, like, the audio was louder. Like, there was just, you know, he had an actual script to work with. Because, really, who's going to go to the same... Who's going to go see two quiet places that's literally 30 words at most in both movies? Most people won't. You already experimented doing that. Which is, when I thought you said you didn't like it, Mac, I was about to have this argument with you. Because in the first one, you know, you get like 30 words in the whole movie. You already seen that. You're already cool with it. You don't want to have to sit through another hour and a half of 30 words again. Because it's just going to feel like the same movie. So you decided to take a different route. Have some more sound, some more dialogue to the movie to make, to make it seem bigger. And personally, I don't know if either one is a bigger budget. I'm assuming the second one would definitely have been a bigger budget. But that... It, it didn't make the movie seem like it was a bigger budget, even with the dialogue, if that makes sense. Anyways, my point is, I did love the movie, and um, I would highly recommend to watch both of them back-to-back. And I'd give um, A Quiet Place 2 a solid uh, 9.3. I liked the movie. Kept my attention. Was engaging. Some of the cinematography shots were amazing. Um I just kind of feel like Cillian Murphy's character, don't get me wrong, he did great. I just, you didn't really have to replace John's character with somebody who was basically John, is all I'm saying. Um, But yeah, the movie was great, the sound editing was great, the acting was phenomenal. Uh, I would give this movie a 7.9. Only because it's probably not something that I'm just going to be sitting around one day and going, like, let me watch that again. Uh, but it, it was a great movie. I liked it. Legitimately, I didn't think I was going through with the flashback thing. I was like, oh, this, I hate when they do this. But then it cut right back to where the first one left off. I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be good. And it was. I liked it. I thought the acting was fucking unreal. I mean, that kid who plays Marcus is outstanding. Um, and that baby, dude. That baby was so good. I thought it was a great sequel. And I like how it ended kind of as just as abruptly as the first one ended. Which I really liked because the credits started rolling. And I was like, oh shit. That kept me engaged so thoroughly throughout this entire thing that I didn't realize that it was about to end. Uh, I like that. It's just, it's not about like finishing the story wrapping everything up all nicely it's just like this is this section of it and i would give it 8.86 8.6 
That, that's a good point, though. Like, because, like I said, I didn't realize the movie was over, and I skipped my whole section to cover, and I had to like go back and redo it. It's like, oh shit, this is the end of the movie. Uh, have Have you guys ever just watched a movie that you were so into, and then and then you were like, you knew the ending was coming because you're like, I've been sitting here for like two and a half hours. The ending is coming, and I'm going to be pissed. That's most movies for me. Is like. I, even if it's a phenomenal movie, I love it. I'm like, oh, I know the ending is coming, and I don't want it to end. But this one just all of a sudden was over. It was kind of awesome. Oh, man. What you drinking? Water. Doesn't look like water. Dollar store Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't judge me with your judgery, dude. This diet's killing me. <laughs> yes. Your diet <laughs> is killing you. <laughs> I'm not on a diet. Who am I kidding? You remember on the green? Mike, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anybody so confused and disappointed at the sight of food in my entire life. <laughs> We went out to eat at this restaurant, and it said, like, this burger was on the green. And, I mean, I wouldn't have thought anything of that either. But Mike was just like, oh, I guess that means there's a lot of lettuce on it. And they bring the burger over, and the bun is the lettuce. And Mike is just looking at his plate like, they forgot a huge piece of it. <laughs> Someone else's burger. He was like, where the fuck is the bread? They left, and, and my wife goes, just ask him for bread and i will go no just eat it screw it <laughs> and they heard me and i do i, I want to say a waiter came up so that i heard of uh, there was a look of confusion <laughs> they had to explain to me I, I looked at him i said what is a gone the green burger they go oh, oh yeah that yeah. is is the buns like what kind of a monster created that <laughs> like, <laughs> his face was just like the fuck is this? You look like you wanted to be like. Does this look like what the fuck I ordered? <laughs> I do remember my face being like I went from like all right food. To, Are you kidding me? <laughs> what was it good? Shit is this? Well, I ended up getting buns, so uh, it was still really good. It, it would have been worse without the buns, but I got the buns, so we're good. <laughs> So, so you didn't just eat it as you. <laughs> um, it's like on the green burger, but not on the green. <laughs> they get it on the brown, on the tan, on the white. Oh, uh, let me get that gluten right. burger. <laughs> with, with with gluten. Yeah, Tyler would love an on the green burger. I wouldn't would love you like it, an but... on the green burger. Better than no burger. Yeah. Is it? Well, I mean, I've had those like olive burgers or whatever they're called. Helper. Crap. No, no, no. The vegetarian shit where Look they're like, fake. it tastes like a real patty. First of all, it does not taste like a real patty, but it's all oh, the impossible burger. Well, no, the impossible yeah. burger. I really like the impossible burger. I ain't gonna lie. I like the flavor of the impossible burger more than the Whopper. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. I gotta try this shit now. No it, way. It it so so when I first tried it, I was like, I went to the I went to the drive through. Were and I was you like, one right, of those bro. dudes in the commercial who was like, "No way, that this is a fake burger!" Oh my no, god! No, no, this is how it went, right? So actually, my first experience was terrible. I had to give it another try. So the first time I go up, I order it, 
And then I was like, I got to try it. And the dude's talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I started eating them like, right. I mean, I got tattoos. I'm manly, man. But I started eating them like it was nothing. I was like, OK, it's just food, dude. Relax. And uh, he's like, once you eat this, you ain't going back. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, so you're telling me once I go veg, I don't go back. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I ate it. And I was like, this tastes like shit. And uh, I was like, I'll, I'll try it again. And then I tried it again. And now this like tastes it. like shit. Let me try one more time. Maybe I had to, man. I was like, I can't. Like, if everybody loves. So, what changed person, from the first time to the second time? I have no was idea. It a I different guess. restaurant? Well, was it? No, it was the same one. But I went there the first time around. It was like eleven thirty at night, and the second time it was oh, like the. 18th. Well, everything at eleven thirty is gonna be gross. Well, I mean, not it's like. The shit that didn't get you... Well, oh, don't even bring that up, man. The closest one is like an hour away. I don't even get Arby's. And it's I like five minutes down the road. I fucking hate you. I have this another one. Favorite like, fast food. I got an Arby's. Have, what, what's the next section, one. bro? What is the next section? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up about the Arby's! Welcome to Mike's IMDb Rotten Tomatoes Corner. So the rules of the IMDb Rotten Tomatoes box office corner is two points for a spot on guess, one point if you're the closest, zero points if you get it wrong. Mike's IMDb corner. Bum, bum. Ah. Tyler? Was it Tyler that went last the last time? I don't think it matters. I don't. Okay, care. Tyler. IMDb, bitch. Why does he always get to go first? Oh my God, Mac! I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's because I'm green, isn't it? Ninety-one percent. No, this is IMDb. Nine point one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with my my score, eight point six. So it was a seven point four. Better. See, or this worse. is why I always stay in the six and seven ranges usually. Yeah, I was surprised when you said that so high. I was like, I, there's not many movies that are above a nine point or a nine point two. Actually, there's no movies above a nine point two. So don't ever guess higher than a nine point two because I just gave it away. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes critics score. Hit me, baby, one more time. Mac. Certified fresh. Eighty six percent consistency today. This is audience rating? Critics. Oh, certified fresh, 91%. <laughs> You're just going straight across the board, too. You're such a dick. Um, it is, yeah, certified fresh, no surprise there, at 91%. <laughs> Tyler just is like mid nail bite. It just goes. Fist, double fist in the air, baby. <laughs> Mailed it. All right. So now the audience like reading. I haven't gotten a point in a long time. Uh, yeah, you, you've been allowing Mac to catch up. Um, audience, audience rating. Go ahead, Tyler. 91%. <laughs> Go ahead, Mac. I think you can guess. 86%. Okay. That, <laughs> I, I can't guess. Okay. Dems the rules. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's fresh. No, again, no surprise. At 
91%. I'm sorry, 92%. (laughs) Then how does the IMDb make any sense? Well, if you think about it, that's actually a really good score for IMDb. There's just more voters on IMDb than Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think that's a good score for IMDb. I've seen movies like 8.2 and higher I consider good. For horror, this is pretty good. I haven't seen a horror movie in a long time. I mean, not even... That's fair. That's yeah, fair. most a lot of people love Get Out, and I'm pretty sure it has a lower um, score. Now it's the box office corner. Mech. Budget buster success. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> Two billion dollars. No. Nope, he said Two it. Billion. <laughs> I, and then I immediately said no. <laughs> 12, 15 million. Uh, I'll say it's a success. Frank it. Tyler. 27 million. Bust. Uh, so it's um, the budget was 61 million. It is a success. And it's now at currently this week um, 268.6 million. And that's without DVD sales. It's been selling DVDs like crazy. Four locations. Uh, 67 million. I guess the CGI, the names that were in it. I don't know. I thought it would be a lot less than that to make that movie. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about that. Because it's not like Killian Murphy would be like, I want this much money. Because uh, we all know that. Well, he might, but we all know that he's stated in interviews before that is that's well. I mean, I guess he could just be saying that. But Tyler sits at 135, and Max sits at 120. Life doesn't work out like in the movies. Usually not, but every once in a while, you get a movie moment. Yeah. So, uh, movie moments. First one, I'll talk about two that I really want to discuss. First one was the cinematography. We touched on that, but. Cinematography is great when you don't really think about it, but then it was also mixed in with these shots where I was like, wow, that was really planned out really well. You know, there was a piece of me that didn't notice any of it, which is great. And then, I don't know, maybe just, I don't know. And then the audio editing, I love it because they have the character who is deaf. And I like the way they did it. So it wasn't completely muted. You did hear like some... I don't know, bass-type sounds, because she did have the hearing aid in. So I wonder if that was just kind of, like, because of that. But I don't know. I really liked how it would cut into it, too, randomly. And it would just be like, oh, we're in her perspective now. But my favorite part of this whole movie, as far as acting goes, was when that kid stepped in that trap. Because, I don't know about you guys, but I've, like, fallen... Okay, when I broke my arm skateboarding, right? I heard it snap. I knew that it was broke. And it did not hurt. I rolled over and I was like, okay, get yourself comfortable before you look. Because I knew as soon as I looked at it, it was going to hurt. And and it did. So in this movie, this kid runs into it. He falls and he kind of has that moment of shock. Like something just happened bad to my foot. He rolls over. He looks at it. And that's when he starts screaming. And I bought that more than any other thing in any movie I've ever seen. Because people will just like get hurt and then just instantly start screaming and there, there's a little, a little pause there, like a shot. Of the like, calm before God. the storm. Exactly. Like when he stopped and rolled over and looked, 
and then started screaming, I was like, oh, I've done that so many times. I mean, not to that level of pain, but... And that's a hell of a performance from that kid, because... I don't know. Give him an Oscar. Somebody's like, right. Best yelling performance for pain acting. Uh, And then, yeah, the last movie moment was just the ending, how it just... I mean, we already discussed how this movie's so engaging and then all of a sudden just ends. And I think that's great because you want a movie to engage you from beginning to end. And even if it's a great movie and you start to think, oh, no, I hope this movie, I don't want this movie to end. You're still getting taken out of the movie because you're thinking about the movie as a movie. And do I sound like such a fucking asshole right now? <laughs> don't be a little bit. Yeah, good movie. It had some awesome moments. Oh, wait, that was the other one I wanted to talk about was uh, there was when uh, Killian Murphy got the, to the girl and he said something to her. Like he whispered it so quiet that they had to use a subtitle. That was the only subtitle that was used really for him when he was talking. And I thought about that and I love that because they could have reshot that to where you could understand him on the dialogue. But they didn't because he was being so quiet because they needed to be so quiet in that moment that they used the subtitle. I was like, I like that. Because at first I was like, well, that was weird. I have to do that. But then, me thinks. Okay, I love done. that actor, man. He's amazing. Yeah, me too. Ever since I finished Peaky Blinders, now I'm just like, hell yeah. I'm taking my time. We we binged ourselves through, I think, like three seasons already. Within like two weeks. And we're like, now nah, we got to take our time. Oh, yeah? Tyler, no! Tyler, no! Get in here right now! Now enjoy your fun facts with Little Mint. Okay, thanks, man. About time you said it, right? Little Mint's penis. Little chocolate. Why are you going to bring my penis into this? (laughs) We don't have enough penis talk on this podcast. No, I think we have plenty. That's that's just what you just said was enough for like a year. We're good. I don't know, this man. Is, this is about movies. On the Big Picture podcast, John stated that he originally did not want to be involved in this sequel, but the producer convinced him to come over and pitch his ideas to the studio. After three weeks, they asked him to write the story with the idea that directional duties would be handed over to other filmmakers. John finally offered to come back as director, jokingly suggesting that he was Jedi mind-tricked into signing on to the sequel. According to John, in the opening town scene he passes by, Brody's Pizza, a nod to the character Chief Brody from Steven Spielberg's Jaws. The film's premiere happened on March 8, 2020 in New York City. Worldwide release dates were postponed to COVID-19. A.K.A. Fuck you, COVID. A.K.A. Get vaccinated, people. Described as a classic horror film by revered film director William Friedkin. Whoever that is. Name does not ring a bell for me. But he's revered. In an early scene, the map shows the coastline next to Stamford, Connecticut. John said he wrote the first film as a love letter to his children. This is something he wanted to continue, and that's why he wanted to write himself into the new film's opening. 
The film was shot in 47 days. Emily Blunt was initially hesitant to join the project because she felt like she could not top the first movie. Yeah, that would not have worked for the sequel. Yeah. That that would have been such a bad idea. Excluding the cold open flashbacks on the start of both films, the events of the first film and this film take place over only five days. And that's yeah. literally all of them. All right. Well, we did a quiet place too on Paramount Plus. If you do not have Paramount Plus, you are fucking up. Um, it's gotten a lot better over the time. But yeah, so you want to watch that movie? Paramount Plus. Uh, you can also watch the first one there too, which is nice. Um, shit. What do we want to do next? Do you guys want to? I mean, do you? Um, well, so what do you guys want to do? Do you want to? Do you want to do another new release, or are you cool to kind of do our little rotation for a bit? Let's do a rotation for a bit. I feel like we've been doing way too many. We need to stop with the fucking Fear Street. Fuck this up. Fucking new releases. Well, yeah, it, it did. Not bad. Um, so, like, so then, yeah. Fear Street. We yeah, covered that shit. It's gonna be so great. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna end on 1666, and that's gonna be amazing. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna love talking about it. It's not gonna be a waste of fucking six hours of my life. The next week after this episode will finally be. The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. This is a court of law. The standards of evidence are completely different. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. We can't set him up here. Which was Max Pick. And now, now, at the end of that movie, next week's pick is um tyler's pick tyler do you have a movie i mean i have a list but i haven't really narrowed it down to which one that i want to pick you know all right you take your time i haven't really felt like i've had to pick a movie in ages yeah the last one was boy dogs so do better here's a movie i've been wanting to see for a while it's been on my list since the dawn of time we're talking since the dinosaurs, people. <laughs> what is it? The losers. I am a lethal killing machine. It was a secret government experiment. They did stuff to me. Spooky stuff. Anal stuff. Turned me into a dangerous telekinetic. As the ancient Tibetan philosophy states, don't start none. Won't be none. Tell the kinetic way out of this. Face down, or I'll make your heart stop beating with my mind. Oh, that's a good movie. HBO Max. Never seen it. It's been on my list, though. I've been putting it off. Oh, Apparently, it's in the DC universe. It is, yeah. Huh. Do they have powers? Oh, the winners? Um, you'll see when you watch it. What's it called? The winners? The lose. <laughs> what? You did that shit on purpose, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> I was trying so hard. Yeah. I did give it a good rating, so I definitely did like it. So I do remember that. All right. I almost said King Arthur. 
Oh, I love that movie even more. You just had a cat walk in front of you. Dude, I love the movie King Arthur, and I'm just saving it for when I really want a solid pick. I just love Guy Ritchie in general. I could watch Guy Ritchie films all day. He's in my top seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch Lock, Stock, and Two Broken Barrels then, and Snatched. You got to just watch those two. Those are like his two earliest Snatched. and best movies. Snatch, not Snatch. Snatch is that stupid-ass movie with, with Schwimmer, whatever her name is. You don't want to watch that. I, mean, <laughs> I don't that, know. Schirmer? Amy Schumer? Yeah, Schumer. <laughs> what I say? Schwimmer? I thought you meant David Schwimmer. Oh, no, like, you wait, said Schwimmer, bro. No, <laughs> no, you said no. Amy Schumer. The, she's very, she's not talented. Yeah, I mean, it's just personal opinion. All right, so we're watching The Losers. On HBO Max. On HBO Max. Max. X. 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 That's not going to sound so Oh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Because realistically, you started the echo like a full second after he finished. Do you want to? Do you want to keep this up? Keep it up. Up. Don't. Don't be a bitch. Up. Okay, guys. You're being a bitch. You're a bitch. I'm gonna nerd out. Nerd nerd out movies. Holy shit! This episode's only an hour and forty-eight minutes. Nerd and you're gonna and you're gonna cut a lot of it out too. Yeah, probably am. Yeah. It's gonna be short. <laughs> and there's but it was a great movie. It really was. It's, it's just, one of those... There's no there's no dialogue that we. Yeah. Have, so. Oh, imagine covering the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: there are thirty words in the whole movie. Well, we just have to cover the action, but that wouldn't take very long. No, so. that'd be like a thirty-minute podcast. Yeah. All right. Well. Goodbye. All right. Nerd out movies. Goodbye. Deuces, as Tyler would say. Deuces. Out. Bleep my... (laughs) Bleep that last thing. I'm sorry. Obviously not the direction of the song, right? Totally misread that song. My apologies. You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. 